Yes, I think so. There, there's a tremendous... I mean, it depends on... In, in many ways, I think it depends on the um, centralization of media, the strength of media propaganda, and how much the people wish to conform their thinking to the propaganda messages of the media or um, of all the media, including magazines and newspapers and uh, television, you know, entertainment shows even. In a certain sense, I find you, you can't live in a covert, oppressive system without internalizing um, many, many patterns of denial. You can't live comfortably in a in a society that demands that, that has has very rigid notions of uh, morality or belief, uh, you know, demanded belief structures, uh, without taking upon many of them, or being willfully oblivious to what's happening, to a certain degree. Uh, because if you are aware of it, then you're you're going to have the, the emotional or spiritual pain of realizing how controlled the situation is, or how much oppression is really occurring at levels of mind and belief. And and it's almost like the only people who will live in a city, um, generally, I'm not really talking about everybody, but in general. People who are living in cities think that it's good to be living in cities, <laughs> generally. People who feel, you know, living in America or feel that it's good to be living in America or that it's we have freedom and democracy or something like that. Uh, it's that there's uh, pain in mind and even cognitive dissonance from knowing too much <laughs> in such a situation. The cognitive dissonance of... Um, knowing you're being lied to day in and day out. It's like reading mainstream media. To me, I can see very careful <laughs> manipulation or spin sentence after sentence. And to read that on and on or accept it, because I mean, exposing yourself to it or uh, partaking of it requires an opening of the mind to accept it, at least to know it, or at least to receive it by, by the, the reading or the watching of the TV. And to know its control, manipulative, exploitative, deceptive nature, and the specifics of that is, is just pain, painful. <laughs> and it's like, if you are living in a box and you know that it's a box, you're going to be feeling more angst than if you didn't, you don't know that it's a box or you don't want to think that it's a box. And so the people who are living in the cities particularly uh, are those who think that it's good to be living in the cities. And those that are living in America to a large extent believe that it's good to be living there. Not everybody, but in general. Uh, or the people who are in the airport letting themselves be groped uh, by TSA and um, treated as criminals, basically, you know, considered possible terrorists unless cleared 
are those who are willing to accept being treated that way whether they um, to whatever degree they recognize um, any injustice there now that's the case in in airports or in societies everywhere more or less but the more or less is the, the significant part I think right right and they keep them you see at, at some in some way keeping oneself ignorant becomes somewhat of an emotional necessity or a necessity to maintain some degree of emotional well-being to to remain ignorant of and that that's why a lot of people say you know I don't want to hear about that because what can I do about it um, there are many many things that people do hear, do want to hear about that they can't do anything about like the you know the baseball game <laughs> or the weather you can't do anything about it but they are interested to hear about it but when they hear about certain information uh, regarding police state, New World Order, all the negativity, uh, say, I don't want to hear about it because I can't do anything about it, um, it's not because they can't, it's not exactly, that. that's not the full explanation of why they may turn away or not want to hear. There is, there is increased pain in mind by knowing one is in um, a severely negative or oppressive system or demonic or satanic type system, really, really anti-human, um, and being unable to do anything to change it other than leaving. And so uh, the people who say, uh, who wish to stay, which is reasonable for many reasons, not necessarily they like everything, but they have family or they have work or, uh, you know, countless reasons, needing to stay don't want to know how bad it is or or the negative aspects because it would feel they would they would they imagine they would feel worse or remain in a pain painful state of mind uh, because they're choosing to stay in such a place or situation therefore they don't want to know therefore they don't want to look Therefore, they let themselves be treated like criminals or, sh or animals in the pen. You know, when I just see, when I just think of America, that's, that's the kind of grief I feel. Seeing what, you know, a deeper level of what's going on being a kind of crypto-police state, meaning a hidden police state or a totalitarian system, very mind-controlling, very negative. Uh, and people being treated such and allowing themselves to be treated such and being unwilling to see it clearly. Um, I don't need to talk to them about it, but it's like going to a prison camp where people think they're at a resort. You know, visiting a, a, a prison camp in which the, uh, the population imagines themselves in a resort. I don't think she's there because of her bad karma. I think she's there because ultimately um, she's agreed to the program of being one of the wanderers in a very dark place. Meaning um, fulfillment of those obligations is more important than, you know, um, that kind of no escape kind of um, program catalyst or catalyst or life situation is not because of bad karma. But because the Logos needs soul, needs love light wanderers in dark places. I don't think it's anything much more than that.
and it's not because you did some bad things you have to live there and that's why we're in certain relationship situations but you know the person for whom it's too easy to be alone and is willing to take a hit <clears throat> meaning by by at the spiritual level has a willingness to do self sacrifice self offering service to other willing to stay in a uh, limited situation for the benefit of others uh, will either be in a relationship situation in which there's more giving than getting or one doesn't really want it but um, for various reasons one can't leave it uh, or living in a city or living in the USA uh, mainly because uh, there's greater potential for service to other than being free to be gone from such a place or such a situation or such a family or such a set of relationships it's as simple as that I think and the Logos needs light in dark places and thus there are many wanderers in the cities around the world and in America and in the cities in America that if they that you know had they if they had a choice um, or you know sometimes people don't have a choice in a sense or you do but you know based on my values and since you know the family responsibility value is higher than the value of uh, pulling myself out of a place I'd rather not be or leaving the whole thing by their values there is the sense of no escape or I'm stuck or I'm I can't leave that that kind of karmic configuration actually is uh, subordinate to the greater mm, soul level pre-incarnative decision and value of being of benefit to others in this incarnation in this life in this world at this time uh, I think that's what's in play so I don't think it's bad karma I think it's <laughs> The wanderer, you know, <clears throat> the Logos needs wanderers in the cities, period. And that's all. All's well in the end. And if all's not well, it's not the end. <laughs> that kind of view. But you see, I mean, I think in past lives, it was very easy for us to be alone, to be monastic, to be a hermit, to reject family. To reject husband or wife to reject children to reject real responsibilities to re to reject those who wanted us or needed us or those who were in pain so uh, if we had one or two lifetimes rejecting the calling of family friends town and village uh, people in pain then it seems very reasonable that we would have a life where we can't escape long-term engagement where we're mainly giving and getting less because in the past when there was the testing willing to sacrifice comfort or well-being or peace or samadhi <laughs> for service to other in response to a call of those in pain we refused it the balancing of that would be an entanglement, you know, or so what would be felt as an entanglement 
or a no escape association in this lifetime? Well, it doesn't ever have to be thought of as positive or negative. <laughs> However, um, it can be experienced as limiting and painful, or we feel limited and pain. So you can look at it in many ways, but it seems to me that it's um, not necessarily problematic to acknowledge that I hurt people before. I, I wouldn't, I mean, that does happen, you know. Of course, when we, as you've done, when we discover that we're, we have a certain kind of filter uh, upon which or through which we perceive certain kind of situation. Therefore, we always see it in a certain way. Like, anybody who disagrees with my opinion is attacking me because they hate me. Or any kind of disagreement equals questioning my validity, my value as a human being. Anything. Any kind of filter. First should be perceived as a filter. Oh, wow. It seems like I always see that kind of situation a certain way, or I always interpret a certain engagement, a certain activity, a certain way. Then we can realize it's not always that way. Then the, then the filter is gone or down. But to me, and, and then we can recognize, oh, well, it could be that. That's true. But it's not always that. The fact that it's not always this doesn't mean it's always that, of course. Then the question, I think, to me, I think is, what is it? <laughs> Meaning, what, what really is a correct interpretation of the situation at hand? And in every case, it'll be unique. In this situation, I can determine karmic cause being simply the need to develop undeveloped qualities. In this other situation, I can determine, or it I, seems to me, that karmic cause is mainly I hurt someone else, or I have a specific karmic debt to this person. It may include the other one, too, that my apparent karmic debt, having really hurt this person in some way, in some lifetime, is, the, is also was done because of an undeveloped quality that now I can develop by being in this karmic situation. So, in fact, both may be true. But I wouldn't apply any default interpretive focus or interpretive filter or way of seeing to any seeing. And so, we sometimes uh, feel there's a problem because we think there's a problem because we have an underlying belief that is mistaken that uh, adjudges the situation or the phenomenon or the word or the term to be a certain way that it doesn't that it isn't necessarily so you see this is the this is the confusion between discernment and discrimination or the confused understanding of discriminate of the word discrimination as you said the word discrimination simply means discernment or fine assessment of of distinct quality right fine assessment of distinct quality you know the guys in the amazon have 20 words for green or 20 words for the color that we'd call green of the leaves and the eskimos have 20 words for the word you know what we would call snow 
because they are they have greater discrimination or discernment of distinct quality distinct aspects of quality or distinction in quality but there's no judgment there but it, it's like you can't say the person is retarded you can't say you say they're challenged <laughs> they're mentally challenged or they're they're countless so that's what pc political correctness is all about is basically a limiting language by stigmatizing or um, brainwashing us, I think, <clears throat> into a rigid, a, a rigid classification of language um, into acceptable and unacceptable, but imputing, imputing states of mind or morality to the usage of words. Yeah, it's a stigmatization of everything that the controller doesn't want you to think. It actually does lead to insanity. It leads to a very great cognitive dissonance. I mean, you know, you can see a video online, a guy who goes to um, a college campus, and he's against the PC thing. And he basically goes to people and says, okay, so if I think of myself as a woman and want to go into the girls' bathroom, that's okay, right? They'll say, well, uh, mm, uh, if you think you're a woman, I guess it's okay. And he says, well, what if I think that I'm a, I'm a six-foot-five Chinese woman? Are you okay with that? And they're like, oh, uh, mm, uh, oh I guess so. You're, yeah, if, that, if that's how you feel. So then he'll say, then you should call me a six-foot-five Chinese woman, okay? And they're like, oh, uh, 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 because they can't handle it, because... It, it exposes the, um, you know, the illogical, basically um, sort of derational nature uh, of political correctness, uh, you know, signing on to whatever is in my mind is real. Whatever I think in my feel must be real. Well, it's real for the person, but it's, the, it's a de-objectification of reality. There are no more objective standards. It's a kind of derationalization long-term and a damaging of mind or capacity to think long-term, but there's, it's a radical subjectivity. Whatever I think about myself is the way it is. So if I think that I'm you know, a five-year-old, then you're um, an ageist if you don't let me sign up and stay in kindergarten. And... When I feel that I'm now 20, you are, you are um, wrong to tell me I, I can't leave the kindergarten class because I haven't finished the year. It goes to insanity. It goes to complete, you know, lunacy, actually. And the, um, it basically, it strengthens the orange ray drop-down into the... Um, pre-rational, even pre, pre, you know, kind of lower states of consciousness associated with the animal, as far as I can tell. And karma is very specific. There's some story, very, it's a totally um, metaphorical in Mahayana Buddhism. It's not a real story about, I think, Manjushri or one Bodhisattva who was, you know, in the town <laughs> doing this and that. And um, uh, either 
as an exercise, I think it was probably as an exercise or a demonstration, they left their, you know, the Bodhisattva leaves their uh, money bag <laughs> at the side of a, uh, on, the, on the street. And because the entity's karma was such, the Bodhisattva was so pure, he came back the next day and it's still sitting there. This kind of thing. And this is like saying that no matter what the external circumstances, one's karma rules is sovereign. The karmic field that one has established is sovereign to outer circumstance. So uh, the person who you know needs uh, some kind of a, a of a of, of trouble may have themselves in the most isolated protected situation and they'll still get trouble and the one that doesn't deserve it can be the most exposed and not get any trouble so yeah if you see we have body mind spirit and so for some people um, or you can say for the people who experience disaster um, in body, meaning their house is blown down. It was karmic necessity, karmic law, karmically permissible, karmically right or just, karmic of karmic justice that they experienced the trauma physically and, of course, mentally and spiritually. And for the one, you know, 50 meters away or 50 miles away, it's not appropriate that they experience it physically but they will still experience it mentally <laughs> or spiritually, right? And it's the same thing with what might happen in America. Yeah, or people will experience it uh, in all way, all different ways. And some people will experience it in body and mind and spirit, and some only in mind and spirit, and some only in spirit or their mind. They, they don't experience it physically. They're not at the uh, disaster point, and they don't experience it much mentally meaning they don't have much emotional charge, doesn't mean they may not feel love or compassion or sadness for those who feel sad. But they don't generate, um, you know, they feel pain but not suffering like that. That's often how catalyst, <laughs> that, that's often the basis of traumatic catalyst. Is that, I mean, that's the basis of illness. Catalyst not used by mind and spirit is then offered to body. And so... To some extent, people who experience distress at level, at body level, body and mind, may be those who couldn't have made needed changes in mind by a purely mind level experiencing of the catalyst. Therefore, it must be offered to body because the mind has rejected its. Um, you know, efficient use, efficient use of the catalyst to make certain needed changes from the soul perspective. So anyway, thank you for being here. Heavy and um, deep talking and very valuable to me too. Take good care of yourselves. See you later and good night.